Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode will be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. This is the podcast equivalent of, you know, at Glastonbury and they get like Lewis Capaldi, just him, an acoustic guitar and a bloke who's like just tapping a table to do a little chilled set. Yeah, what, by the uh, by the hay bales to just yeah, lower Laverne yeah. and Clara Ampho. Yeah, and the Glastonbury's like half a mile away in the distance. I've had to get a bus there and the drummer's still hung over and he's just tapping on his knees. <laughs> <laughs> I might not even put the titles on. Oh, wow. Yeah, why not? All this bloody window dressing, man. Let's take this back. Let's strip it back. Just take the sticks off him and just give him skin. He can still make percussion. (laughs) This, mate, this is what podcasts used to be like before the bloody money men got involved. Yeah, hello. Hello, guys. Welcome to the Christmas special episode. Is this a Christmas special? When you find out quite how good the edit is. Um, I just thought it'd be nice to do a Christmas recap because yes. the world wants to know. So this is not, it's not a proper episode, is it, Rob? It's just me and you finally after a month's build up. Yeah, I feel a bit bad because we released, we recorded the Christmas special before Christmas and it went out Christmas Day and we left a lot of cliffhangers there. We had the trampoline build and also your COVID test results. So it feels like we should give people closure. Yes. So do you want, I suppose the trampoline is such a headline, Rob. Well, yeah, I think chronologically, let's go through Christmas Eve, okay? Oh, well, well, I think I need to go before Christmas Eve, Rob. Okay, well, let's start. Let's do chronologically, and you, and then we'll build, we'll build up to Okay, it. so last time you left us, I think we recorded on the Monday. Yeah, um, Tilbury. You'd been to Tilbury Ferryport. Been to Tilbury, uh, and I'd also had a private test because I'd booked one in advance. Okay, so he came as well? He came around in the evening, and I was like, well, he's here now. I might as well. I might as well double drop. Okay, yeah. you double <laughs> You've double dropped up your nose, lovely, <laughs> and at the back of your throat. Yeah. So, Tuesday morning, awoken to see a text saying NHS on the phone, which is a very oh. tense way to get it. Yeah. Before, all you had to worry about was chlamydia on those texts. Exactly. Now, all sorts could be happening. Exactly. Um, And it was good news. I was in the clear. Uh, We were all in the clear, in fact. So, all, all negative, so, so that you could have your Christmas as you planned. Exactly. Later that day, um, I got it confirmed by the money man in Harley Street as well that I was clear on that <laughs> test as well. Yeah, yeah, but your bank account had taken a bit of a negative. Yeah, that was, that was one of the most needless £180 I've spent in my life. Yeah, negative test results and negative equity in the bank. Uh, so we're in the clear. So uh, my wife's mum, who is uh, lives on her own, so is in a support bubble, I went and got her, and that was our Christmas. Oh, lovely. And then on Christmas Eve, um, I'm not going to lie, the thing that I thought was COVID was actually quite bad. Oh. So I was quite ill on Christmas Eve. What was wrong with you? Just, just It was just like fluey. It was just... Yeah, but you're um, a bit... You're, I don't take this the wrong way, Josh. You're always a little bit ill at, in the winter. Is that, is that the vibe? You get well, I do way. qualify for a flu jab, Rob, because of my asthma. That's but, it. You've always been a bit sniffly. Well, I mean, that's just <laughs> not a thing that's ever been said about me. 
just I was going to be sniffly. I just think you're you're the kind of person that would have a tissue on them in the winter <laughs> just in case. On my sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tissue. You've like got, a primary got, school teacher. You've got the air of a tissue sleeve about you. That's what I'm saying. I well, do you know what? I'm gonna what? blow your mind. I've never had a tissue up my sleeve. Okay, I'd apologize then for even as a teenage boy. For ch- <laughs> I apologize for for casting aspersions, Josh. I'll take, no. take that back. Okay. Yeah. But like, just say no, it's not spoken about in like the comedy circuit behind your back that you're a bit sniffly. <laughs> Here I mean? he comes, the snuffleupagus. <laughs> Here he is, uh, Vaseline on his face, two fleeces on. Here he is. <laughs> um, so Christmas Eve, I was quite ill, yeah. um, but I thought I'd seen the worst of it off. Got everything ready, Christmas Eve, went out, bought the last of the presents, went to the playground, too cold. Yes, um, it was cold Christmas Eve. And too Christmas cold Day. Christmas Eve. Oh, Rob. Yeah? And build up to your um, anecdote about whether you got the trampoline built. Yes. The night before Christmas Eve, I thought I should just check that it's pretty easy to put this bike together. Yeah. Thank God. I it was genuinely they're tough bikes. They're tough. They, genuine. It was. I, I think it was an unacceptable level. Yeah, I, was, I just don't get why stuff. It's not like right. You know, flat pack furniture is small flat packed in it. You can understand why it's set like that and you build it at home. But there's not. It's not a much bigger box for a built bike. It's not getting through the letterbox un unmade, no. is it? No. Why is the wheel mud guard not attached already? <laughs> yes, what, 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 how much room are you saving? I just, I, I, we, I spoke to to you about this on text, Josh, and it's weird that me and you and Ramesh as well is the same. I know that for a fact. Are useless at anything that you'd put in the a bit handy category. Yeah. I, I can't put pictures. Which is up, good in the era of me too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> We're not very handy or handsy, us guys. We're purists. We're and purists. yeah, and we, we, I'm useless. I can't do any DIY. I've done nothing in my house. I just get somebody to do it because I just can't. I don't, can't do plugs and stuff like that. So a bike for me stresses me out more than going on to do 20 minutes uh, oh, on a, a comedy gig or somewhere like that, you know? I just thought this is a write off. This, this is it. There's going to be no Christmas bike. Yeah, so you couldn't get it together at all? No, I got the mudguard on and then it was said about I need to release the, the brake wire thing to get the wheel on and i was like i'm not tinkering with the brakes like i'm you know causing (laughs) some kind of terrorist hit to a driver like Like you're you're souping it up just put some noz on it yeah but then it was pointed out to me that bike shops are still open because they're considered essential shops. Yeah, because you know what? In a pandemic, you do need to get a you know a three-year-old's bike brake balanced. Exactly right. Essential. So 8.30 the next day, on the phone, can you build my child's bike? He'd heard it before. He was happy (laughs) with it. I wasn't the first person to call him with that on Christmas Eve, I'll tell you that. He's had a panicked media hipster ring him on plenty of occasions saying, please sort this bike out for me. Do you know what I mean? You can't, there's no app that can build it. So it was a very East London Christmas Eve, Rob. All right. In the, uh, did I... you have a fight and sleep with your sister-in-law? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, so, no. my, my East London references haven't really caught up with the property. No, thing. no, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, I went to the trendy bike shop, Ooh. but I had to wait to go in because uh, as I was getting out of the car, there was two gangs uh, fighting. Oh, really? So it yeah. was old school East London and new school combined. It was yeah. fusion. Yeah, exactly. It was a lovely fusion. of. Uh, it, really, it really showed that the hipsters have moved in, but they haven't taken over. Yeah, but blood being spilled onto Rafa caps and <laughs> and Lycra shorts. Yeah. 
So I oh, go in. Was it a fight? Was it a proper gang? Ga- was it proper like gang gang, or was it just young? One kids? of them had a knife. Right? Oh, what kind of knife, Josh? I'd say kitchen. Kitchen on Christmas Eve it is awful. I, know. I don't want to get bogged down by seriousness, but that is a horrific way to spend Christmas Eve. It, it was genuinely. It brought me up short because I thought it would be a lovely festive trip. I was. Bear in mind, I was not going to walk past that with a pink bicycle. <laughs> in a sitcom, you would have come out the shop all happy and then the kitchen off and a cut the break. <laughs> and then somehow they'd have had to chase me and I'd have ended up on the pink bicycle. <laughs> yeah, cycling down a hill with no brakes. <laughs> yeah. that you've escaped. But you can't stop. <laughs> oh, sorry. Anyway, so they're fighting outside the shop. This is stressful. This is yeah. Christmas Eve, yeah? Christmas Eve. But then uh, they, they went, I got the bike in. Went back to pick it up an hour later, 50 quid, and it is the best. Because yeah, I, I just couldn't have done it. It saved Christmas. It seems like it's overpriced, but if, at that moment, you had to get it done. I would hate to know how long it took him. I would absolutely <laughs> hate to know. I reckon it took longer for him to fold the 50 quid and put it in his wallet. <laughs> Yeah, those, those, but I reckon that's a ploy in the industry where they put balance the brakes in so everyone panics yeah. and goes in and you don't actually do anything. You just no. put it together. There is, that I was delighted when I realised I could drop it off and come back because to watch him do it would have been super emasculating. Well, because that, that's, that's the thing with the trampoline. I was sort of part of went, oh, I don't want to put anyone out and make them work and build a trampoline on Christmas Eve. But if I could have taken the trampoline somewhere and got it built and just picked it up and brought it home, I definitely would have. It's just the size of it. It's not, it's not doable. Yeah. Really. And then, then how was the rest of your Christmas Eve then at home? Did it, was it all go to plan? Did your daughter enjoy it? I'm, I'm going to say it. Christmas Eve is so much better than Christmas Day, isn't it? In my humble, with children. Do you know what we've done, which is a little, which I was a bit dubious about, but I, it's the best decision I've ever made, and we're going to carry on doing it until the kids are a lot older. Is me and Lou swap presents Christmas Eve once the kids are in bed? Oh, yeah, they open a bottle of wine, did presents because then we could properly give each other the presents and talk about them and chat and have an evening of just us, a bit of couple time. Because there nice. is time the next day. You're shoehorning it in because. During the Christmas day, it's carnage. You're not wrong. With presents and the kids. And you're up at five, you're all tired, and you don't know what's going on. So we really enjoyed it. That's a very good idea. We've, we've now developed a tradition for Christmas Eve night. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is every year we have a Chinese and watch Muppets Christmas Carol. I like the idea of a takeaway. We did it one year. You know when you do it one year and then you enjoy it and then it's stuck? And now I don't think we can ever back out. That's it now, forever. Yeah, I'm like that, but sometimes I think I invent traditions. So I went for a walk with Tom Allen on Christmas Eve and we went, it was really cold. It was about afternoon. And I went, oh, should we go Go to the chippy? Was I went, oh, should I get, should we get some like, Christmas Eve chips? And I was like, I've never had Christmas Eve <laughs> Chips. I've invented <laughs> just because I was cold and I wanted chips. I invented that Christmas Eve, you have Christmas Eve portion of chips. And he was like, Christmas Eve chips? Well, yeah, I don't know. I've never had it before. I've just made it up. But I think that's good. I think, I think you know, you want to start your new traditions. I'm going to say, it. fish is a thing on Christmas Eve, right? Because the queue for the fish shop, the fishmongers yeah. in Victoria Park was on Christmas Eve morning, I would say it was 50 people long. Well, do you know what they should do? They should get the gangs to fillet it outside. (laughs) So that you you can buy it quick and then they can do the rest. I love inventing traditions because it's like, you know, it's a a middle finger salute to traditions. Because I find sometimes some, like Christmas pudding is awful, isn't it? But you have to have it. 
But like we did, we've I invented a new one called Yorkshire Pudding Catch. Right. So we have Yorkshire puddings Christmas Day, which is a bit controversial, but they're nice, aren't they? There's always too many left over. So I played a game which is called I was a bit drunk, Yorkshire Pudding Catch, where everyone was allowed Yorkshire pudding that was left over, and they could <laughs> you was allowed to throw it one per you took turns and you just can throw it as hard as you want at each other, and the person to catch it wins. So so were the kids allowed to play? Yeah, and they absolutely loved throwing Yorkshire puddings really hard because you want that's what you want to do in it with food but you're not allowed to but one day a year they can absolutely launch a Yorkshire pudding at my head and we all laugh it's like the purge isn't it one day a year (laughs) yeah exactly so take yeah. me through your Christmas Eve, Rob. Okay, so um, it was a success. We've put, I, put, I documented it. If you've not um, got Instagram, go go on Instagram under lockdown parenting, and it's got all the videos of, of what of what happened. But it wasn't a success. What I would say is though, I got cocky and overconfident, Josh. Did you so, earlier in the week? I built the base, the main bouncy castle and everyone was telling about the elastic base and look first and foremost it is actually impossible to do it on your own you cannot do a trampoline on your own so thank you for people that taught me out of that the actual pulling of the strings like um the 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 springs is hard but not the hardest part of the journey okay you needed to plan it out and lou came out and helped me about eight times so i'm i'm a bit like a an enforcer for like a baddie in a in a, in a movie. Do you know what I mean, yeah. I'm like the big strong. You're like Bebop and Rocksteady. I'm Bebop and Rocksteady and lose the brain. Okay, the little pink brain. Crang. Yeah, crang. And so she came out and helped me plan it all. So then we put it down the side of the house and thought, oh, well, I'll just get that out on Christmas Eve and pop the mesh on. Okay. Yeah. We were overconfident. I was half cut. I'd had about five beers. We get it out. We was out there for an hour and a half. And there's one point where you have to sew it on. What? You, you, so you have to put the other poles in it and you have to sew the actual netting into it. You have to, uh, and it was so cold. It was like zero degrees. And then you have to screw it into the floor. There was a ladder I had to build. So oh, I, I, I could have done a, some of that in the doors like another night the night before. Yeah. So what I'd say is just do as much as you can and hide it around your house and then assemble last minute. But we got there in the end. It did take an hour and a half. It was awful. But what, what, what we did well, though, is we managed to get the kids into bed really early, about six. Because Yeah, when t- you texted me to say that you got the kids, yeah. I couldn't. But how did you do that? Well, so that was, I'd say, the, the best moment of Christmas. We So you're allowed to meet people in a park. The kids under five are all right with you and if you meet one person. So we were doing shifts in the park. So our kids were in the park for like four hours. And then oh like, whose mum came down, then my brother came down. So they were seeing people, but on a walk. So it was allowed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. social distance and stuff and of course, things like that. Of course, I'm not of course, of course. And and um, yeah, so they were knackered. So they came home from the park at about three o'clock. Both of them said, "It's dark now. We need to go to bed." So I did Amazing. a bit of almost a bit of Russell Kane, keep them awake. Did you? You put flannels on their feet? I didn't put wet flannels on their feet, but I did find some sweets left over from Easter. Harry oh, bows that I dusted oh. off. They're a little bit hard and chewy, but they managed to get them down without choking. And that little sugar burst fired them through till 5pm and then we did a bath at five and did all the Christmassy stuff and then we yeah. put them into bed at six. The eldest went to sleep. I honestly, I, I just said to her, the quicker you go to sleep, the quicker it's Christmas. It was like, it's like a robot powering down. She just went uh, and then the youngest stayed she up for half an hour. Enough. She must be close to being old enough to be too excited to get to sleep, right? Yeah, but I don't know what happened, but we managed it so that it was like, I sold it to her that it was like, 
what I find is you can you can get them too jazzed up, right? And I'm the king yeah. of jazzing up. I know how to jazz yeah. up a kid, right? I've seen your so, shows. You've seen me. <laughs> right? So, I, but I took the foot off the pedal the closer it got to, to bedtime. And then they sort of slowly came down with me. Do you Lovely. Did you do the mince pie and the brandy? We did the, we did the mince pie and we gave him a smoothie because we thought it'd smoothie. be funny that he would yeah. get the ump that he had a smoothie instead of a beer. The kids absolutely loved that to the point where I thought the head was going to explode. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, so yeah, we did all that. But then this is quite tragic. Last year, I realised we used to put our like mince pie stuff on the doorstep. Yeah. Not by the chimney because we didn't have a chimney. So that when we first did it with the kids, I went to do, go outside and it was like, where are you going? I was like, you put it outside on the doorstep because he comes through the front door. She was like, what? I was like, yeah. And, and then I didn't realise how stupid that was. Oh, mate. Because I didn't have a chimney growing up. And I was like, oh. And then I was like, you know, when you're like, oh, yeah, that does make sense. And we just, did. But it felt like my, a part of my nostalgia childhood was yeah. getting away from me. But do you know what, mate? You've come a long way. You're a... <laughs> A small boy with dreams of a chimney, and now you've got one, and you've earned it. You've earned your chimney. I've, earned chi- I've got a chimney, Josh. Got um, a chimney. And people thought you'd just be sweeping them, Rob. People thought you'd just be sent down a chimney. <laughs> no, I didn't, I've got one that I don't even use, but once a year for Father Christmas. So to be fair, the trampoline build did take an hour and a half, but we were so lucky that they went to bed early. Yeah. And um, then were you we worried had that about lovely- early wake up. Yeah, yeah, but this is something we've spoken about before. My kids will wake up at five on Christmas Day, whatever happens. So you're better right, off yeah. sending them to bed early because the later you put them, they won't sleep in. So we were up about 5.30, five-ish they woke up and then we sent them like, they laid in our bed for about half an hour and then we got off about half, five, six. I'm so going to say, early start. that mince pie out for Santa, carrot for Rudolph bit, that's, that is genuinely one of the best bits of parenting. Yeah. I think Christmas Eve... Is just you're just like it's so great being a parent on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I think that's what's so and, and, the, and the first like hour, like twenty minutes in the morning when they're like yeah. want to see who's been and all that kind of stuff. Well, so, let and then, me talk you through my morning, Rob. Yeah, let's go. So you know I was ill. Yeah. So went to bed. This. So you know when you've got like a coldy, fluey thing, and it's like it, it's in your chest, but then it go like my nose got blocked up as I was going to sleep. Yeah, cold, just sniffy widders, isn't you? Yeah, sniffy widders. I woke up at 2.30 with the worst headache, like almost migraine-style oh, no. headache, because really? I was so blocked up. Oh. 2.30, yep. had some Sudafed, it did nothing. <laughs> at 4, I realised I'm not going to get back to sleep. Oh, yet. my God. So uh, what time did you go to bed? I'd gone to bed at 10.30. Okay, so, so I'd you're, had... You got, you're about four or five hours sleep. Four hours. Well, three and a half, really, once I, I I checked the last text I sent to see. You know when you're like, I wonder what time. It, so the last text I sent was at 10 to 11. So I got three and a half hours sleep. Four, because I was just like, I'm not going to get back to sleep. I'm not like, I'm just going to get up. I don't know what else to do in this situation. I'm not just going to lie here feeling annoyed. And I was just like, I'm just going to have to blast through Christmas Day on three and a half hours sleep, oh, having God. been up since half two. <laughs> Also, right? It's so it's, it's so it's meant to be the kid that wakes up at half two. <laughs> My daughter's fast asleep, and I'm fucking up. So what did you do? Half. I watched a four-part documentary about the Yorkshire Ripper. Oh come on! Not on Christmas Day. I was just. Do you know what? Because I knew Rose wouldn't like it, and I was like, "This is actually a good opportunity to watch this." I reckon you're on some sort of data analysis watch list now. <laughs> The algorithm that this guy 
2.30am on Christmas Day, and he's got kids, apparently. It's watching the Yorkshire Ripper documentary in one sitting. <laughs> Have you watched it? Uh, yeah, I did watch it. It's good. But, you know, I sort of spread it across a few evenings. You know, I didn't I didn't power through. You didn't power through at 4am. Um, <laughs> she woke up also at half seven, right? I think it was a little bit too late. Yeah, I was like, I've been up for five hours. <laughs> Five hours I've been up. Do you know what really annoys me sometimes? If you go for a walk and the kids go up really early and it's about like half 11 and someone goes, good morning. And you go, it's not fucking morning still, is it? <laughs> Genuinely, I couldn't believe it happened. Yeah. So the pseudopod kicked in. I was fine from about 4.30. It's just me watching the disaster of West Yorkshire policing. Oh, God, um, I know. Let's not get bogged yeah. down by the Ripper and the policing. But, no, let's uh, not yeah. get bogged down. Wait, they they, made, some, they made some key hours. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Anyway, but um, I think, uh, yeah, it was a very strange start to Christmas morning. And you know, you want to know something weird? By the time I was thinking about it today, and I get quite nostalgic, as I'm sure you're aware. So I was like nostalgic for the build up to Christmas, even today on Boxing Day. And I started thinking nostalgically about watching the Yorkshire Ripper documentary at 4am. Oh, no, like that's a memory. I, I, I was like, what, what a Christmas memory that'll always be for me. Okay, what did you do at Christmas when it was the COVID year, Josh? Well, I drove to Tilbury for a <laughs> test um, and then I saw a gang fight with knives and then I watched the Yorkshire Ripper dog. <laughs> so very, just a very little, very little Christmas for me, that was. Still um, can't quite hear the hooves of uh, the vaccine cavalry just sat there in silence <laughs> watching Tuckliff. Oh, my God. So I was knackered then yeah you, that is yeah that you and also you're, you're obviously still a bit ill but you're like lying to yourself because it's christmas yeah i powered through yeah i, I drank in the day because i thought that would get me through and then um i well it was fine uh, too many presents rob for for my daughter um, yeah, it's overwhelming, especially because she's it's only she's only, she's a only child. Child, there's like yeah. it's a lot of pressure of just three adults looking at her the whole time, isn't there? You realise that because everyone buys for her, so so actually we didn't really need to get her much. Yeah. Next year, all those filler presents that I bought to kind of make up the numbers, they are gone. Yeah, you're better off just getting your let's start an eleven out. Do you know what I mean? No one wants no knees exactly. on the squad. Like, no one needs like, those a, extra things that you've bought. Glitter pens. Oh, glitter pens can fucking do one, mate. <laughs> Hate them. They're rubbish. <laughs> but 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 she, so what? So you had a, you had a nice day. It all went to plan. You were just tired. That was. All. I was I was tired, and then when we watched the snowman at about half five, I'd been drinking for probably eight hours. Okay, and I hadn't been to bed since two thirty in the morning. Yeah, and the emotions of him melting got too much, and I just burst into tears. <laughs> Like what? Just a bit of a little one tear, dad tear, or no? Like I just, just the whole. Of it. I just became over emotional about the beauty of Christmas and what a great film it is, and how sad it is that he melts. And genuinely, just completely, uh, just completely lost it over the snowman. Do you know what, Josh? I'm very proud of you and us for, for talking about these things because back in the day, if you was a dad in the seventies, you would have had to do, you'd have to keep it in and do one little tear, or before that ending happened, you'd go in the shed and pretend to do something but cry. So it's good that you could be open your emotions. So I text Lou on Christmas Eve going, I'm so happy I could cry. You know, when everyone's in, it's all gone to plan, we've done the trampoline. It's all just that release of emotion. I think it's been such yeah. a big year. It's all a bit on, everyone's a bit on edge. Yeah. You've got to work so hard to keep it together. But I just think the snowman got to you and that's fair play. The snowman to got to me big. The snowman always used, I think also the snowman represents 
my own childhood Christmas. And this, do you know what I mean? It, it yeah. represents so much about of all those Christmas things. It's like the one that most strikes with me. I think. Yeah, or maybe next year we could sit down as a family and watch the Yorkshire Ripper documentary. Exactly, exactly. And then you're you. It's tears of happiness when he gets caught. Yeah, exactly. So, how was your Christmas day? <laughs> Christmas Day, you know, it was lovely. It all went to plan. Very chilled, obviously. No, no one came over. So it was like, it was lovely. And it's just tired. No, by the end, we'd done dinner. Me and Lou had had a few drinks in the day. I just wanted to like, I just, I just was so tired, you know, because like, it's so much that they're, they're on you the whole time. And like, me and Lou like near enough passed out at the end of the day. And then, yeah, my oldest hurt her knee and it was a little bit bleeding, so we put a plaster on it. And she was sitting there going, Oh, oh, my knee hurts, my knee hurts. And I was so tired. And she went, My knee hurts. I went, Yep, that's what pain is. <laughs> <laughs> One of the bleakest things I've ever said out loud. Yeah. Um, but, that, but, it's, but also, when a kid's moaning about her knee and you've seen him on a trampoline for an hour, you sort of think, I don't think your knee's that bad. Do no. you know what I mean? So, right. um, but that, yeah, what we did do though was we kept the curtains shut. So they had their presents and then they had a bit of breakfast. And then I said, oh, Lou, take him into the other room. So, and then I opened the curtains and showed it. And, I, and then we went back in and I said, and then Lou went back in to sort of film it. And I said, oh, girls, have you checked everywhere? I think there might be another present somewhere. And then they're running around checking all the rooms. And then I went, what about the garden? And I was like, oh, my gosh, there's a trampoline with a bow on it. And they went absolutely mental Amazing. and just screamed at the top of their voice. So, yeah, we went like they say, How did you put that together? I've heard it's really <laughs> tough. And then she was like, she was like, oh, I think Father Christmas maybe just forgot that one and dropped it off. And I was like, I wanted to go, do you know what I did for that? And also I've got like calluses and cuts all over my hands. So I kind of, my hands are really weak. Because like, I've been doing Playmobil, putting that together, putting Lego together. I was out in the cold doing the bloody, screwing it into the ground. I've got all like cuts on my hands. It's like when I used to work at the market. And I keep going to Lou, oh, my hands are so sore from the trampoline. And then they're going, but you didn't go on the trampoline, Dad. I, I, I want the glory. I want to like, no, build it. But you can't. Yeah, I don't that's awful, isn't it? Not being able to. Oh, mate, that's that's a sad situation, yeah. isn't it? That you're looking for the trampoline glory, but you're never going to get yeah. it. But I tell you what, glory I did get catchphrase glory, Josh. I watched Christmas catchphrase, and you know I'm a fan of catchphrase. You've done yeah. it. I've done it. I I think I've got some sort of like mutant superhero ability at catchphrase. I'm 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 too good at it, Josh. I've got like a Are spidey you? sense. It's like I've got I got literally everyone right. And it was to get to the point like I'd watched it before and memorised the answers. And I was like, this is... And then they didn't get Blame It on the Boogie, right, for about a minute. And I was screaming, it's Blame It on the Boogie, Moan. I was a bit pissed. It's Blame It on the Boogie. And then when Lou was like, you've got to calm down, this is pathetic. <laughs> I was just on fire, Josh. I just, the only thing in my life that I know I can nail. Do you know what, Rob? I'm going to yeah. say it. I thought... That the worst, most depressing thing you could watch on Christmas Day was a four-part documentary of the Yorkshire Ripper. Yeah, you watched Catchphrase of all of the options, oh, mate. Of all of the options on TV, you chose Catchphrase. I'll have to wash your mouth out with soap, mate. Catchphrase, Mulburn is I an art. You're on brand, Rob. Oh, but come no, on, he's mate. At Mulburn's quality, Catchphrase's quality. Also, I had invested interest because they'd got Jordan Banjo back on. It was Harry Redknapp, Jordan Banjo, and Helen George, the actor. And um, they got Banjo back on, even though I beat him last time. So RB got a mention. Rob. Said, Rob won. Rob. Listen, let me finish. And I wanted Banjo to win because then it makes my win look better. Do you know what I mean? When, when you've beaten a champion. What's that, mate? Just carry on. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, so I basically wanted Banjo to win because yeah. then it makes my victory look better. The same way a boxer, you know, they want... You yeah, know, I see. I Can I ask you a question? Do... Yeah, go on, mate. Does your TV tune to any channel except ITV? <laughs> yeah, Channel 5, Bargain Brits Abroad. You've seen that? <laughs> about a caravan park in Benidorm. It's the greatest telly. The problem is you don't need to make mockumentaries anymore. Just film a documentary. What I loved about that is you said, have you seen that? And you didn't even wait for me to say no. You just ploughed on. (laughs) I know. I mean, also, who's still watching The Snowman? Come on, mate. It's It's a thing your nan makes you watch or you have to watch at school. They're never the best ones. Mate, wrap yourself up. Have a stiff neck Christmas. Enjoy yourself. (laughs) I did watch National Lampoon's Vacation and and the five-year-old did shout out, shit, what does shit mean? And then at one point, this woman starts getting her boobs out. And I was like, this is on at like five o'clock. What's going on here? My word, Rob, what a racy Christmas. Very racy. I'm going to Um, attempt Jurassic Park at some point over the Christmas and fast forward to scary bits. I look forward to that. Have you got any plan? This, This dead time now in the rest of Christmas, which normally... I've got nothing in the locker, mate. It's actually, I think it's worse. The The lockdown thing is... Christmas Day was fine for us because we had... I realised some people on their own, that's... It wasn't... But for us, it didn't make much difference. But it's no. this period now. Like, what do we do now? Because normally we'd be seeing friends and stuff like that. Now, I would have dumped the kids at a grandparent's house and gone to a pub and got absolutely shit-faced. Yeah. That's what I'd be doing tonight or tomorrow. But you can't do that. I'm going to play golf. I'm allowed to play golf. I've got a dad playing golf. I think Lou's taking the girls to, um, like, Hever Castle or one of them sort of heritage national trust places oh, where nice. are still open. And so she's going to go with her mum because you're allowed to go with one other person for exercise, yeah. walking around. Is that, wow. is that allowed? I think it's allowed. Yeah, I think that's allowed. Is that allowed? I think it's allowed. But I don't even know. Because you're allowed to go for a walk with me. But then sometimes at the park, there's like a walk because about 30 people on it. Have you seen them ones? I was like, this can't be allowed, can it? Well, I was thinking this the other day. So I, I had a uh, play date on Christmas Eve with a... Um, with oh. a, a dad and... Uh, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, yeah. Well, I had to do something on Christmas Eve morning. I wanted to go to the park, and I thought, we've been trying to organise a play date for ages, so it's like, you know, much better that way. Yeah. So it's me and him, totally legal, and our kids. <laughs> consensual. Me and consensual. him in the park. <laughs> totally consensual play date. And then another set of parents from the nursery was also in the park. Oh, right, yeah. So that look, And then that looks like a meet-up. But it wasn't a meetup. But I was thinking, what are the what's the ruling if I bump into people in the park, Rob? Can I chat them for a bit, or do I have to go my separate ways? How does this work? Uh, if it's a stranger, it's okay. Yeah. If there's people you don't know on the swing six to you, yeah, exactly, it's okay. But if you know them, then I yeah, I think you can get COVID easier if you know them. <laughs> Exactly. Well, it's all the, it's all because I greet people by French kissing them. If I know yeah, them, yeah, obviously, yeah. I, completely, I, I completely cop off and get my knob out whenever I meet anyone from uh, the school pickup. Um. <laughs> um, oh, on the school pickup. Yes. So I had an idea based mm-hmm. on this um, uh, this meetup because these were these were all uh, parents that I have a lot of time for. Um, I thought because obviously it'd be difficult to talk about uh, get people to write in with their names. Yes. Uh, about our parents they don't like. But I thought oh, as yes. a way of venting, yes. we could have an anonymous, like a helpline or anonymous, like email in with the worst pe- worst parents 
at your nursery or school. Yeah, because we, you don't give us any information like that. You just say who these people are. You don't even have to say their name. You give a fact. No, so their I, name. Don't say your name. Just describe them and vent about why you why you hate them so much. Yeah, and then what I'll do is, Josh, do you think it's a good idea if I take on the anger of the person and then I yeah. can channel it, and then that can be the cathartic thing for the listener. Is I was like, this fucking this dickhead, right? He does this, he does that, he does that, and I'll tell you, Josh, like it's on my school run, and then I think I think that could be a good idea. It'll be I quite be perfect. Fun. I quite enjoy being angry as well. We'll get a jingle made up. We'll call it uh, anonymous um, schoolgate twats. Okay, let's let's maybe just... we'll work on the name. We'll work yeah. on the name. <laughs> maybe not, let's not just freestyle the first name you thought of. No, you know sorry, I mean? yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know about schoolgate twats that Rob does in an aggressive way on the podcast. <laughs> get, get the jingle done. <laughs> And we'll set the jingle to classical music. Just give it a bit of class. Yeah, and uh, that slides into jungle and uh, two-step dub. I yeah, don't exactly. That genre. And, and, then, and then it's a little country western swang at the end. That'd be great. Exactly. Cheers. Right, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, but do email in, uh, put in the subject, um, Schoolgates Anonymous, you know, whatever. And we'll, we'll do them from uh, when we restart in the new year. You forgot what it's called. You forgot what it's I called. I forgot what it's called, mate. I've forgotten what it's called. Annoying Schoolgate Twats, where Rob does it aggressively on the podcast. Is that right? On the podcast, know. yeah. It's snappy. We'll, we'll, we'll get it down to the letters. Um, but yeah, that, that can be a new feature. Yes, and let's say thank you. Um, we made that donation to the Trussell Trust and put the Just Give It Up, and you guys have been incredible at that time of, of recording. We've, it's up to like £16,500, which is amazing. So All going towards food banks and uh, them trying to eradicate the need for food banks. So thank you so much. It's really, it's really nice uh, that a good positive thing can come out of a bad year. And, um, yeah, and this, this, is, this will probably be the last one of the year, this uh, episode. And then we'll be back. There'll be some best of episodes. And then we'll be back with new stuff, new interviews, new emails um, from the end of January. That sound good, Josh? Sounds perfect. See you then. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.